I'm Jeffrey Clark, and this is 90s Youth Life. episode of 90s Youth Life. I will save all the sentimental and thank you stuff for my last episode. This time I wanted to look back at the best moments from 90s Youth Life, at least in my opinion, over the past 10 years. When I started out this podcast, the plan was simply to go over a bunch of 90s properties, and I have done a lot of that. I would talk about Movies, TV shows, video games, toys, books, songs, you name it, I talked about it. If I had any connection to the 90s, I was more than willing to talk about it. And then over the course of this podcast, I evolved to talk about a more freestyling format, do a more freestyling format, I should say. And that actually started with the death of Robin Williams. That was the first time I decided to work without a script because that was such a significant celebrity death at the time it happened. And I didn't really do that for a whole lot afterwards, at least not initially. But then as I got further and further into the podcast, I would do more of these free talking episodes up until about early last year when I did my last scripted episode when I was actually reading off of a Word document. Over the past year plus, all of my episodes have been more of a free talking, and I feel like it's maybe sound more natural. But as fun as it is to just hear myself talk, I know that is kind of a weird thing to admit, but as nice as it is to hear just myself talk, it's a lot more fun when you actually have people to talk to. So... Over the course of time, I would have from time to time additional people on the podcast. My first guest was Ryan Alexander Tanner, who had just wrapped up hate reviewing every episode of Full House on his website, Full House Reviewed. And that was by far the most profane episode because he didn't hold anything back. And I love him for being himself, but I was kind of surprised how he still held nothing back as far as language. But at the same time, podcasts are not bound by FCC standards, at least not yet. So I was able to get away with that, although I did put a disclaimer on the front of that episode. But of course, I had some more famous people in one realm or another come on the podcast over the years. My most notable ones were people who had made their living, at least for a time, in the world of public broadcasting to some degree. My most notable interview, at least I think so, was when I interviewed Greg Lee, host of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. And I was so proud of what I had died. Record that on my birthday, by the way. And I was so proud about that that I decided to upload the interview to YouTube to reach more people because I thought that that was something that people wanted to hear. And it has done pretty well on YouTube. So I'm glad that people are still interested in that. Greg Lee is a wonderful human being. Uh, some other people I've talked to over the years, Shannon Ryan, a sports writer. When COVID hit, her son reviewed all the sports movies in the newspaper, her young son. And I decided to talk to her about that because she had given her own reviews on those as well. Because you know during COVID, sports weren't going on. So they had to find something to write about. And I thought that that was interesting. Plus, Shannon Ryan was kind of a co-worker for me for a period, even though I never actually met her while we were working at the same company. 
Also during COVID, I had Nancy Faust, the longtime organist of the Chicago White Sox, who is not playing with them anymore except for spring training games, but I was able to convince her to play Time of Your Life by Randy Newman from the movie A Bug's Life as the first and only musical performance that we have had on this podcast, unless you count me playing guitar for Icky Breaky Hearts during one of my interviews with Chris Aguilar, which segues into my next interview that I really liked. I had Chris Aguilar as a guest more than anyone else, and he came on for a variety of reasons. He came on five times, I believe, and I am happy that he was able to give so much of his time. I first reached out to Chris because he had been a cast member on the Kid Songs TV show and in Kid Songs videos, and that led to something that I never ever thought would happen. Through him, I was able to talk to one of his former castmates Hassan Nicholas and he did an episode on here and eventually that led to the Kid Songs TV show season one reunion that I did a couple of years ago with the majority of that season one cast including their makeup artist and the co-creators Carol Rosenstein and Bruce Gowers. Bruce unfortunately if you heard a couple episodes back passed away recently and I figured because he had been part of that reunion I felt it was only fair to dedicate an episode to him. So if the best thing to come out of this podcast was the opportunity to moderate a 90s children's TV show reunion, then I'm definitely happy about that. Uh, some other people who I've had on Luis Medina, who was a co-worker of mine. He was an extra on the movie Rookie of the Year when he was really young, so I was able to talk to him about that. I have had some people who have talked about the 90s, written about them for their various outlets. I've talked to them about those pieces. Marie Egan was another person that I was happy to have. She was another person I talked about, I talked to during the early days of COVID. She was the one who sang the theme song to the Canadian children's show, Katie and Orby. And I had just talked about that particular show very shortly before I talked to her. And she said I was the first person to ever talk to her about that experience. And she's also the first and only guest that I have who was not based in the United States. So I'm glad that I was able to get some international outreach for this episode as well. I also liked talking to Shane DeRolf. Shane DeRolf was the creator of the syndicated children's show, The Crayon Box. And he was also the person who wrote the poem, The Crayon Box That Talked. Uh, go ahead and YouTube it, Google it, whatever. I think you will be happy to discover that because it's definitely a nice message of unity. And he's able to talk about some of the other stuff he did in his career, most notably the bumpers that he helped create for the Fox Kids block. So I'd say he was another high up in the entertainment industry that uh, I was able to talk to. I would also take the podcast on location a few times. I talked to a curator at the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago while I was on location because they had a display about 90s TV at the time. So I decided I would take the podcast there. I would also go to a few locations if they held significance to me personally. Uh, when my grandma was about to move out of her home, when I was there for the last time, I recorded an episode in my dad's old bedroom. 
And more recently, when my wife Audrey was having her house when she, that she grew up in being sold by her mother, we went to her childhood bedroom and we talked there. That was her second time on the podcast. And if you heard my last episode, you'll know that that house was bought by a builder and knocks down. Something much bigger is going in that place. Some other personal connections that I have had on here. Ryan Pierce was the person who convinced me to start this podcast, and he has been on a few times, as well as another good friend of mine, Lucas Mitchell, who was on to simulate sports tournaments involving 90s sports teams. We did a simulation of the 1994 World Series. That's never was. We did at the early part of the pandemic a tournament with the best 90s NBA teams, but only one representative for each franchise. And he was also on to do a tournament involving 90s college basketball teams. And that didn't quite go as well as we had hoped, but we worked with the best that we could at the time. I also have used this episode, as you might have figured out by now, to talk about things going on in my personal life because sometimes things are bigger than nostalgia. Uh, for instance, when I saw that the first house I lived in had been knocked down, I did an episode about that, not being too happy about it. When my first school that I went to was about to close, I talked to a friend of mine from college who had gone to that school as well, and we reminisced about that. Uh, most recently, in my last episode, I talked about the school I went to for eight years after that school. That's going to close at the end of the year. Uh, my father-in-law died during covid and he died very suddenly, so I dedicated an episode to him. And then about not even a month after he died, we lost Alex Trebek. And this was in November of 2020. And you can probably imagine by now how exhausted I was from it being such a horrible year. Oh, by the way, in 2020, I had another friend on or more of an acquaintance that I had met in Florida a couple of years back who was African-American talk about being black in America shortly after George Floyd died. And also that year, I talked to Cassandra Tanner Miller, whose son had been brutally murdered by her ex-husband a few months before that. So 2020 was not a great year. I remember I also had Nick Shipkowski, my editor at Fighting Irish Wire, on to talk about the death of Kobe Bryant. And with all of this already on my mind, I saw that once Alex Trebek died that I just needed to let loose and record an episode saying that 2020 just needs to go away. It's horrible. It's awful. You know, I've already had to postpone my wedding this year because nobody can gather. And I said, basically, I just needed to be over. I mean, Alex Trebek dying was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Well, I personally think that my father-in-law heard me and took it as a cry for help. Because the very next day after I recorded that episode, they came out and said that the Pfizer vaccine was highly effective. And that was the first time that any of us knew about any vaccine being highly effective. And obviously, people just started to get more good news from there and that things were starting up again. 
And a year after that, I was able to get married and have the wedding that Audrey and I had envisioned. So you can say that this podcast has been an outlet for a lot of things, not just 90s nostalgia, but a whole variety of things that have gone on in my life. And I am happy that people have reached out and said that they enjoy listening to it. A couple of people, including my wife, have expressed surprise that I'm ending the podcast soon, but I have made that decision with great conviction in mind. So, also thanks to a few more people who have been on here. Kerry Norton, who is a volleyball coach at the place I have been an athletic association board member for for the past eight years the school that is closing, that is where I'm an athletic association board member. The people at Bracket Bastards over the past year reached out to me and asked if they could be on. One of them was on, so I was able to oblige for that. Also thanks to Dr. Stephen Mayard Caliendo at North Central College, who is higher up in the political science department there. He was able to talk about the 1992 election, particularly the documentary The War Room, which was about the Clinton campaign. He did that just ahead of the 2020 presidential election. And of course, my sister Molly, who was talking about Harry Potter because I knew that I could not do that. So those are my top episodes, at least in my opinion, for 90s youth life. You know, A lot of them are based in nostalgia. Others, not so much, even though 90s nostalgia was kind of the basis for this podcast. But I am proud of all of those episodes, as well as the ones that I have not mentioned. I mean, there are a few that I think could have gone better, but nevertheless, I appreciate doing those too because I did them all on my own, and I am proud of the work that I have done. So that's about it for reminiscing. I have one episode left. And that will be spent, as I allude to the top of this episode, thanking people and talking about some of the things that I have coming up if you want to keep track of what I am doing creatively. And there are some things that I'm already doing. And again, I'll let you know where to find me once I am doing that episode. So for bonus content and podcast news, there's not a whole lot left, but Nonetheless, I would like you to like the 90s Youth Life Facebook page. And don't forget, you can hear all of my episodes at youthlife90s.podbean.com. I'm Jeffrey Clark for 90s Youth Life. Grow old, but don't grow up. I will see you next week for my final episode. Yeah.